are listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and today I am here with Greg Webster from Recalibration Matrix. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks for having me, man. It's really cool to be here. Awesome. Well, this is not going to be that much different than what you're used to. I'm going to be the bald guy who talks about tactics, and then you're going to provide crap tons of comic book knowledge that blows me away. Cannot wait. This is going to be so I love Jay. Anyway, obviously, listeners, Jay was on my very, very first episode of Omnis Protocol, and finally I got the opportunity to schedule with Greg. You know, I had to go through his assistant and his press person, and finally they gave me the okay to have the legend on the show. So this is going to be super fun, Greg. Yeah, I was very busy, so you're, you're quite lucky <laughs> I can schedule you in. No, I feel incredibly lucky, but I am super excited about this topic because it hits the forums all the time, and I am super opinionative. But I, I said hits the forums. It hits Facebook, sort of the forums. But we're going to talk about goons, like minions, hench people, lackeys, agents. They go through all sorts of different names. But the question is the same. Should there be goons in Marvel Crisis Protocol? I don't want to answer that just yet. But I figured, Greg, as you're... I'm going to be totally honest. Your level of comic book knowledge puts me in awe. Like sometimes I'm listening to Recalibration Matrix and I'm just absorbing it all. And just like Greg's making me want to read more comics. Good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty much like my main goal is to make people read comics and play the game. Okay. So. How about, okay, then I'm going to totally put you on the spot with a question then. This is totally aside from the goons. If you had one Marvel comic that you just wanted to suggest, like if any of my listeners are out there thinking I should step in and read more comics, if you could pick one. What comic would you say start there? Read that one. I OK, so there's a new there's like, you know, they restart comics every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. The new run on the Avengers is really crazy and I really okay. like it a lot. Um, and so it starts off with the Avengers of one million B.C., Huh. Um, and so there's like a ghost rider who rides a mammoth. There's the first sorcerer Supreme. Odin is their like Thor character and he can't control Mjolnir. Um, <laughs> okay. There's a Hulk like alien powered guy. But it's it's basically this ridiculous setup that some of Earth's problems are very ancient. And then it goes into this new Avengers team. And it's just it's been ridiculous there was a, a bunch of issues where they fought a vampire war uh there's they live their headquarters is in a dead celestial that is now called celestial mountain black is that panther on is earth or is that like it's some... on earth okay it's, it's just it's just ridiculous black panther is now the chairman of the avengers which pissed off america so phil colson had to create his own superhero team in response to the Avengers no longer being American. What and, is oh, going on? Oh, and it's the new Ghost Rider is on the team as well. And so that's really cool because like they're fighting the Ghost Rider's car right now because it's it's evil. I don't know why. But it's uh, because it's this, because Ghost Rider. It's been it's been so much fun. And it's a very new comic, so it's interacting with all the big current story arcs. And it's got, you know, it's got Iron Man Cap Thor she-Hulk, Black Panther, Ghost Rider, Blade joined the team recently, and that was actually really cool. And it's very weird that Blade's on the team because he just fights vampires. 
So perfect place to start. And when it comes to blade hunting vampires, a great example of a goon. So, Greg, I guess my I guess now will be my second question for you. What do you think are the best examples of goons in the Marvel universe? I think the most iconic ones are probably uh, shield agents and then like Hydra goons. Like I think when people imagine what that should look like, they think a shield and Hydra uh, and Hydra first. I think uh, AIM scientists are really iconic with their big yellow bucket heads. That... That's the first one that pops into my brain is yeah. the like the AIM lackeys and such. They have that thing where they all wear the same dumb outfit <laughs> exactly. and like, nothing looks like an AIM goon. I think hand ninjas are really like iconic to Marvel. A red ninja is like immediately you're like, oh, that's a hand ninja. Which is fair. I said my favorite ninjas are the Foot Clan, so I don't care that much about well, the hand. You you know that Ninja Turtles are a Daredevil parody, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Uh, okay, so any other uh, really cool, iconic goons for listeners who are kind of trying to imagine whether or not this would be in the game. I thought the Ultron bots, you know, are potentially a really common, iconic goon. Yeah, totally. The uh, the like the drones he creates that are basically just weaker versions of him. Yeah. Um, when I considered this, I also came up with there's ways for us to slot like just thugs in with certain with certain restrictions to make, you know, just like, oh, this is a generic criminal that is like supporting someone uh, like Dr. Octopus has had, you know, just he'll hire criminals to, to help him out. And then the, the good version of that would probably just be the police, even though that's, I think a little bit, I don't know. I feel like that's the, the police should probably be better trained and more unique than the criminals would be. You would like to think that would be the case, but it probably depends on what city you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was also thinking about, um, the Sentinels kind of fall under this as well, because they are, you know, they're not characters. There's a ton of them, and they're relatively interchangeable. What do you think? Do you think, like, the Nova Corps would be in the goon category? Or are they too powerful to really fall into that? It depends. The uh, The Nova Corps... Because, like, most of the Nova we see are either, like, a heavily powered Nova member or a member with, like, a with a, with a helmet that isn't the typical Nova power set. Yeah. So like the, the current Nova has like a black helmet that only works for him and it's way more powerful than most. And then, uh, for a while, the Nova that was on earth had the power of the entire Nova core, but like a typical Nova member would probably be like a threat three character pretty easily. Um, just by the, so probably not a great example of what would be a, a goon potentially. Yeah, I think when most people have the like the idea that you'll have a bunch of them, right? Right. And so if you have a bunch of th- threat threes, that kind of goes against the idea. Yeah, when your you know your characters are on the same power level as Star Lord, <laughs> right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on whether or not they would add to the kind of visual and perspective experience of the game? Not talking about the the rules and balance side of things but just kind of like how how would it change the game and impact the game 
from a visual and perspective play kind of just do you want to fight against a swarm of Ultron bots or something like that? This is my biggest problem with the idea of of like goons or minions is that there's other games that are small squads of interchangeable guys. Um, and then like if you look at the the Batman miniatures game the the basic premise of that game is you have a leader model and then a gang of goons and henchmen and minions so like you'll have commissioner gordon and then some police or you'll have joker and then some joker like thugs and i think like that that game looks fine the way it is but that's not what marvel crisis protocol should look like it's a bunch of heroes and villains like coming in to stop a problem or you know, cause more problems. <laughs> exactly. Cause the problem or, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think visually I would be confused if I saw like the Avengers versus 10 guys that looked pretty much the same. And right. something I really like about the game and painting is that each model is like this completely new paint job for me to work on. Um, like I've been playing around with the vision right now and he's been a lot of challenge for me and I'm glad I'm only painting one of him. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about vision. I love vision, but man, I do not want to paint him again, at least not for a while. Yeah. Like it's, and, and like specifically speaking of vision, I think that's why so many people are doing his old white costume because it's very easy to paint <laughs> for sure. For sure. But yeah, I, I don't want to paint five guys that look the same for this game because it kind of does go against a lot of you know what i've been doing and like i'm not sure it would work visually and i agree with you i'm, I'm gonna throw out one example where i don't agree here in a moment but in general i i am loving painting marvel crisis protocol i am really enjoying doing each character different, playing around with different colors, different styles, different levels of darkness versus brightness. And then sometimes I'll paint one and I'll want to do it again. For example, I was just playing a game and I I kind of taken a break from Zemo for a while just because I was too many three slot characters and he's a great character, but I was playing again and I stopped and I looked at the art and I just realized I love the Zemo art. For comparison, I don't really like the Star-Lord art. I love the Star-Lord model. I don't love the Star-Lord art on the card. Zemo model I like, but I loved the art on the card. And just seeing him with like the fist up and then the sword kind of over his shoulder, I'm like, I could totally modify this model to have this look. And that looks badass. And so I'm going to paint Zemo again. Um, but I don't have to do that right away. I do that at my own leisure. I really don't want to just paint 10 ultra bots or ultron bots or but the one exception would be i'm a big guardians of the galaxy fan and if i had the opportunity to paint yondu and like 10 different ravagers i think i'm in for that though i i think the ravagers are so cool not mm. that they think they would do that but that's one where i think that would be fun but in general i prefer that we're playing all the heroes and not any nameless characters yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Ravagers because those are that's a good example of like you can make interchangeable characters that look really different and dynamic. If you imagine the Ravagers from the Guardians movies, like Taserface and yeah. um I forget the name of of the the one guy who's like Kraglin. in love with Yandu. 
Craglin, who's kind of like his other son. Yeah, yeah. Like those guys look really different, and there's a bunch of aliens and stuff. So you could do like four Ravagers that are completely different models, and it would look okay. It would look really cool. So I'm also going to throw things out. I don't have the superior comic book knowledge that you do, but I will say Sean Gunn, the actor who plays Craglin, he's also does the physical movements for Rocket. Super nice guy. If you have the chance to meet him at a convention, he's a really fun, really interactive person to talk to. Um, And I love what he brings to the movies, you know, doing multiple roles. And dude is just awesome. And so... Um, for anyone, ha- if you have the opportunity, he does do conventions, and he's he's a lot of fun to chat with and super nerdy, and he'll get into it with you. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, I would love, um, like, Dragon Con one year. I've never been to Dragon Con, but they had, like, their own Ravager funeral. There was, like, 50 different cosplayers dressed up as Ravagers, and I was like, this is coolest thing like they all have their own unique character and that would be a fun one like i could i would totally get into a ravager pack that had some various heads and various weapons and like a few different poses i would totally make my own yondu crew but i don't think everyone else would be as interested into that as i would but i think it's cool and Mm -hmm. i remember so i used to play star wars minis way back in the day this is the wizards of the coast game this was my first foray into miniature games and playing Vader and a bunch of stormtroopers. Super cool. I love that. But when I wanted to play the Sith and I come up with this team and I have like these four Sith Lords kind of, you know, worked out into this team and then realizing the team's absolute crap because I need a bunch of mooks to really like have a reasonable play experience. And I'm like, I don't want to play mooks with my Sith Lords. I want to play Sith Lords. Mm hmm. And that's yeah. kind of where I concerned that things could go, right? So we're in this position. So now we got to look from a balance perspective, right? If you're, you know, if this is something that excites you and you're thinking about, I want this. So obviously, whether this ever happens or not, I'm sure there's a conversation that either has happened or will happen, or maybe both at Atomic Mass Games about should there be goons, mm-hmm. right? But there's a lot of things that you got to think about, not just from the perspective of, is this the game that we want to play? But then if it is, how is that going to affect the basic rules? Because both contesting secures and picking up extracts are a huge part of the game. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, do you want a bunch of goons to be able to contest a secure in the same way that a normal character would? Because you contest it by having more characters than your opponent does there. Yeah. And would you really want Thor to be there standing next to, you know, four thugs and be like, well, there's four thugs and only one Thor. So they they contest the spot and Thor gets nothing. Yeah. Right. And on the same side, do you want a one point minion or something picking up a secure and then running to the corner of the board and just going, I'll play with my other 16 points of my army? Yeah. And I think that's an easy enough fix honestly it's that if we have something spammable like like if we have multiples of these characters with the possibility of that happening you just give it a rule that says it cannot pick up objectives and it cannot contest or score on scenarios um and i think just from like adding a rule like that you get you get a lot of like choices then from like okay now that we're not worried about that problem where do we go from there so that is kind of exactly what i was thinking which was 
you obviously don't want them doing those things because that would be bad. But if they can't interact with the crisis at all, they're basically pointless. Unless you're so. just, unless you're just like they have the damage output to be dazing characters. But we're mm-hmm. playing a crisis focused game. This is crisis first, uh, you know, attrition second. Yeah. And, so you so you don't want to build a list of all minions because then you would probably lose. Right. Um, and I think since we're talking about balance, right, it also depends on are they going to be on their own costed like one point or two points or, you know, two points for three um, or are they going to be free with like a leader model? See that I wouldn't be nearly as opposed to. So like, what if we got Electra and Electra came with two hand ninjas? And if one of them gets, I don't know, let's, let's make him like the Hulk where if he gets dazed, he's knocked out instead. And then Electra can bring in another hand ninja on the table edge or something. If she spends power, I don't know. Like she can do another summoning that could be a possibility then Electra can be the one to score and you have a little bit of like choices. Maybe maybe the hand ninjas will, you know, give her a bonus on attacking. Maybe the hand ninjas will be able to like disrupt your opponents, um, but be really easy to kill on their own. I think that's one way to do it. Absolutely. You could easily have, say, an Ultron model that the base Ultron is for threat or whatever and have the option for every one additional threat he gets two ultron bots or something like that where you kind of get a character that has kind of a variable threat level so you know well i'm going to build this team and the ultron's going to be a focus of my team and my roster and you have some ability to scale him up where you're like I have this team that fits my design, but if I'm going to bump it up to 18 points, I'm just going to add one or two more Ultron bots, something like that. I wouldn't necessarily hate that sort of involvement in the game, as long as it was kept kind of minor and kept to really specific characters. Yeah, it's I think it's 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 going to be hard to balance. Um, And another thing to consider is if you have all of these characters activating as separate characters, um, you're probably never going to get priority against <laughs> your opponent. Um, so yes, that is. would be a sacrifice. You say, hey, I'm doing this. I know I'm never going to get priority. Um, and your opponent is basically going to just, like if you activate like three minions, I mean, if my, if like let's say I'm playing and I have four or five characters and you have eight, I'm going to pass and I'm going to get a lot better like attacks off on you. I'm going to be able to generate power better. Um, I'm going to be able to pick my battles better than you. So I think that's also kind of part of the balance is that taking minions might disadvantage you um, in well, like playing the they, scenario. They would absolutely have to do something with deployment because you can't pass in deployment. And so it would have to be something, for example say Yondu releases, right? And then Yondu comes with two Ravagers. It would probably be when you deploy Yondu, you deploy the two Ravagers within range two of him or something to that effect. 
same with Ultron, because you couldn't have it be, oh, well, I brought these four hand ninjas, and so I will deploy a hand ninja, and then you deploy yeah. a dude, and then I deploy a hand ninja. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about deployment. Yeah, I realized at one point, because I was playing a game with four characters versus someone with five, and I was going first. Yeah, you can't pass. Man, huh. you can't pass, so he gets to deploy two characters after all of mine are deployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was that was a hard deployment plan for sure. Huh. So you you would have to work that you you'd have to be working around that in some way. There's a lot to think about to make something like this work. And that's where I think your example of a specific character that comes with a couple of goons would probably be the best way to make it work if it were going to be integrated into the game at all. Yeah, there's another way I kind of like, which is a character with a leadership ability of some kind. Okay, that you can basically like, let's say Electra has a leadership ability for hand. She can you can go Electra. Let's guess she's four points because most of the leaders have been four points. And then you can take three one point ninjas as well. So Electra and three ninjas is going to cost seven points. But then you can slot in anything and it's going to trigger her hand affiliation. Is that worth it? Hmm. Is it possible that you could create a new affiliation where like you don't have to buy anything but the Electra hand ninja box, but you get a brand new affiliation to play with. And yeah, the hand ninjas aren't that great by themselves. You don't want to make the affiliation too powerful where you're basically just paying for a leader and a couple of scrubs and then getting to play whatever characters you want into that affiliation because you could screw up the whole balancing act. I'm already starting to wonder if there are teams that are unaffiliated that just give you such a great mixture of characters that it's going to outweigh the advantages of an affiliation. I don't know if we're there yet, but I have been thinking about it. How about this for a potential goon situation as well? I literally just came up with this idea off the top of my head. What if we're using a character like Amora from the Asgardian universe and she creates an illusion that is a goon and she spends power to put a goon model on the table and then it can be destroyed? I like that. In fact, um, that's I, I'm saving one of my favorite ideas uh, because we talked earlier. I'm just going to lay it out here now because Go it's for natural. It. Let's, let's so, throw it out. So my favorite idea for uh, goons is um, is multiple man from the X-Men. Okay. Okay. So multiple man is a mutant who, when he gets hit, a, a duplicate of him pops out. And the duplicates basically are exactly him. So he's a normal guy with a lot of like specialized skills And so my idea was that you have multiple man and whenever multiple man takes damage that is not enough to daze or KO him, you get to place a duplicate onto the field within three of him. And so he could just basically control the board really well if he takes damage but doesn't get dazed or KO'd. And so he would be this kind of really interesting model where he's trying to get hit but not get knocked out or dazed and then he would make all these dupes that can go and like hold zones and this one would specifically be one he's mostly for 
for scenarios, but his dupes are really easy to remove. And if you remove him, then all the dupes are going to be removed from the board. So that was kind of a, a, a possible one that I really enjoyed the idea of where you would need, you know, you would need an original multiple man model and then you would need, I don't know, however many that balance wise you're allowed. I would say three or four would probably be the cap on this game because in the comics, you know, he, he can make an infinite number of duplicates and his duplicates can duplicate as well. So I think it'd be a really fun game to like stop him from overrunning you, but it would be totally viable um, like to take them out and stop it from happening in the future. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sure that's 100% a goon necessarily. I'm not sure that meets the desires of that average player who wants these um, lackeys involved in the game. I'm not sure that would scratch that itch, if that makes sense. I agree. Uh, it's not a bad idea. Those are the I'm ideas. Just not sure it, uh, yeah, I'm not sure it dives into the realm of what that player would want to mm-hmm. you know fill that fill that need in the same way that Joker and his hench people you know and his clowns or whatever yeah the way that that scratches that itch or like when I play Star Wars and I'm I'm gonna play Vader and a bunch of stormtroopers that's it's just a different kind of different kind of desire so one other complication that I had thought of we got to realize we are going to be playing, especially as the game moves forward and more terrain and stuff exists, boards are going to get more dense, not less. Space becomes important. Even if a MOOC cannot contest a location, there is not very much space there. So even if you allow a few goons, you could end up where a character can't move to contest a spot until they take out a goon which is maybe the intention, possibly. But there's also the ability where you could put goons in spots where you force someone to make attacks on goons before they can even land in a spot where they could attack Ultron or Yondu, whatever our example is in the situation. And that sort of spatial control is still a factor as well. Yeah, I think that's just another reason that would limit the number you could take. Um I keep I keep feeling comfortable with like two goons and even like pushing up like that. It's not very thematic if you like, you know, if I if you look at like a comic with Hydra, right, there's 50 Hydra guys. Right. But I think when it comes to the game, it's more realistic to think that the AMG will probably cap goons at a low number just because we don't want to allow someone to swarm us and just, yeah, like if they can sit on a gamma shelter and not let you fit within two of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a lot of things that deal one damage. It's not like it's necessarily going to be difficult to remove them, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be totally honest and I'm going to make a movie reference. Now I find most of the movies that I enjoy the least are the ones where it ends up where the heroes are fighting mooks. Uh, for example, I don't really care for the new Spider-Man movie. You basically, spoiler alert, Spider-Man fights drones. I don't care. It's not visually appealing to me. That's not the experience that I want. I don't really enjoy the first Avengers movie that much. It has some great moments, 
But then we end up with this half an hour fight scene where it's just Avengers punching aliens. And again, that's not the experience that I want. And I don't really need to have a prolonged game where Thor is having to like swing his hammer at some random dude. We already don't. We already want to keep the game to a reasonable length. I just don't really want the experience of battling a bunch of scrubs. I want to fight the villains. I want heroes versus villains and villains versus villains and heroes versus heroes. Let's face it. Some of the coolest fights in all of Marvel are heroes versus heroes. Yeah. No, right. Absolutely. Like, I need I need a um, Hulkbuster. I want to see Hulkbuster. That, uh, speaking mm. of things that I want in the game, I want Hulkbuster so bad. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of knocked out some of the various aspects that would have to be balanced and have to be thinking about if you were going to add this sort of thing in the game. And who knows, maybe a listener is going to go out and they're going to, um, pull in some hero clicks minis or something, and they're going to homebrew this thing so that they can do it themselves. Great. More power to them. I think, and there's enough people with 3d printing. If you really wanted to make your own, thing for playing at home or you're going to make your own Ultron mission where they actually can create Ultron bots, you'd probably just 3D print them. I'm sure there's a file for cheap. Now, that's you, you brought up like a scenario and I do think an ultimate encounter would make a lot more sense than the main game. Absolutely. Like I have zero problem with ultimate encounter. I would even probably buy something that was specifically for a cool ultimate encounter. I just don't think I want it for the normal game. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Greg, coming back to your extensive comic book knowledge, what do you think would be some of the coolest, most interesting goons that could possibly be worked in if they were going to be added? You you mentioned the idea of, like, Enchantress making illusions as her, her... goons um i would like a master mold that created um mark one sentinels um so like it's it would be smaller sentinels that are being made by a a master mold and the master mold would have to pay for them and i i even like the idea of like the master mold doesn't make attacks it just generates power and creates sentinels that then attack for it so the master mold would basically be like, you know, he would stay back and he would send out sentinels every turn. I think that could be really fun and a good way to do that idea. That kind of inspires me. What if there was an Iron Man model who could summon other suits? So there's no dude in it, but he gets a summon like he comes with a couple of different suits and he could spend power to summon a suit that's going to have, you know, way less stamina than he does. But he could operate and maybe part of his activation, the suit gets to make one attack or something. I could no, be yeah, down like that. Something like that would would be really cool. Yeah, um, I, I, could be I, that. I wouldn't mind that in the game. Yeah. And, and like, I think I think that would be really neat. Um, we're all pro Iron Man is what we're saying. You know, you're yeah, on, I mean, you're on recalibration pro. matrix. So. I know what side of the Civil War Jay is on. <sighs> so long, but that's okay. It's fine. Um, okay, so what are your, what are your, some of your other ideas for some of the coolest ways that we could integrate Marvel Universe goons? I I really like the idea of, of the hand ninjas with Elektra that cost one point. 
Yeah. And and basically act as a way to like trigger her affiliation bonus. I think you could do like Madam Hydra and she comes with like three or four Hydra goons. You're speaking Hydra now. This is my language. This is yeah. how you sell me, Greg. I don't know who okay. told you this. Have you been talking to Jamie or something? But you're speaking my language. Madam okay. Hydra and Hydra goons. I think I could get behind this. Yeah. And um, you you talked about the idea of like there's already like people trying to figure out how to run without an affiliation to get a cool mix. But I think that would kind of be the point, right? Like she has recruited all these people in. Um, and so she can count as, I don't know, you could do five or six points for her and then she comes with them free or you could do the the one point model. If you look okay. at like the current two point models, I'm I'm not sure what a one point model should look like because all the if two you point asked models. Jay, he would say Hawkeye. Man, Jay. And... <laughs> it's okay if you asked me, I would say Deadpool. See, <laughs> you're gonna upset a lot of lot of. Oh, I don't care. Comic nerds with that one, but <laughs> I will suffer the consequences for my decision. I don't like comic Deadpool very much, but I, I love movie Deadpool. That's fair. You're going to upset your comic book fans there. We're both losing listeners here. I'm not sure this was a great idea. Nah, we'll, we'll make it work. It'll be OK. Yeah. Um, so my my favorite idea is really that one point model that that like is used to trigger a leader affiliation or the idea of like free ones that come with like a really cool character that are thematic. Like I, Madam Hydra, um, Nick Fury could come with a couple shield agents. Um, I have an idea along the lines you can, you've inspired me and this may be a little bit more to do with my cartoon knowledge than necessarily my comic book knowledge, let's, but let's I believe this is traditionally a villain from, I believe, the Hulk side of things, but the leader, specifically mm -hmm. the leader. Yeah. Um, I believe there's points where if he just had a couple of goons, but he's used like gamma radiation to infect heroes and such, if I recall. Yeah. And so that would be a really interesting one where it would make sense that he has a few goons that helps him meet his affiliation requirement, and then he will infect anyone. And so his specific affiliation is all about infecting other heroes and villains and making them serve him nice no i like it you know what there are um there are robots in the marvel universe called adaptoids that like copy um superhero powers yep and there have been some like recent versions of it where like aim created new ones that are are like super adaptoids those could be really cool. So like the idea of an adaptoid is like if they fight Thor, they will gain the powers of Thor and like use it back at him. So those could be like more powerful um, minions that that are used to to try to try to fight back against like stronger heroes. But then you'd be struggling with like a three or four point minion and I don't know if that'll work with affiliations. So, yeah, that all that all gets a little complicated. But so I know we joked around a little bit and poked some fun at some some one point heroes. Do you think we should have one point heroes? Is that something you think the game needs? Obviously, we have the infinity uh, gems, which I do think is really interesting. 
they they feel a little bit restrictive at times when you only have one character that can use them but obviously down the road that could change and you'd have once you would have two different characters in your roster use the same gem that that makes that gem slot a lot more valuable but do we want a you know maria hill or something that is obviously more in that like one point threat area Mm -hmm. is that something we want in the game Someone brought up that, like, a one-point model could be a Maria Hill or a Phil Coulson, and I don't... Phil Coulson, I just I love that dude, so I might be okay with that. I just, I don't know how it would be not terrible. Um, like, if you look at the two-cost characters we have, they all have some way of, like staying alive and doing damage and and they usually have like one or two things that they're good at that you want to use them for i don't know if a one point model would be a good idea well from a you know if we're talking about whether or not it'd be worth playing i almost certainly would take a one point character from a tactical perspective of i just want someone to sit back on this random extremist console Mm -hmm. that is out of the way and not taking a huge, huge amount from my team that's going to be more impactful in the middle of the table. Or vice versa, there are times where you're just thinking, this is such a great team, but I need to squeeze in another Avenger. If you have a one-point Avenger to finish that affiliation, you're probably going to be considering it. Yeah, see, that's part of why I don't think it's a good idea. Is... Agreed is that it it lets you hit your affiliation maybe too easily. Now, we haven't talked about the idea of um like a bunch of goons on a base together. Oh yeah, we were going to talk about this. What are what are you what is your opinion of this is, you know, 2 3 4 threat goon base with a bunch of hydra lackeys or something on it. What do you what do you think? I I think I there there's some reasons I like it more than having like separate goons. Um, I think if you do it that way, you get to give it a higher cost. Um, you get to explain why a bunch of like, I don't know, why why do a bunch of Hydra guys shooting guns at you get to do as much damage as like Iron Man with a repulsor blast? Like there's three of them. That's why. Um, and then you can kind of have it make a lot more sense for why they're like a threat on the battlefield. And um, it also helps with balance, right? You don't have to worry about you you can let them contest and score because there's a bunch of them working together like how what you can you can balance it a lot better i mean whatever amg does right it's it's probably going to be balanced we know the people that make the game we know they're not incompetent they're going to consider like how to make this fun while also not immediately winning or losing games for people and i in think in the words of sung su absolutely i agree with that <laughs> He says that a lot. It's fun. Well, this is um, me trolling the Facebook group at this point. But I, yeah, I posted on that thread. Too. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. When I first started listening to Sung Soo, I, I was almost wondering, has he been a fan of my podcast for a while? Because that sounds like me to a T where I'm, I used to be really well known for just saying absolutely in response to Emmanuel all the time. I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. Where I, I, there's a certain point I'm like, I have to add in other words into my vocabulary. Like half this podcast is me saying absolutely. So I think that's why I love TT. I think he's just, you know, Colorado version of myself. Absolutely. (laughs) I agree with that. 
So you were saying if you say, hey, these three normal guys are working together, I think it gives like a lot. It makes a lot more sense why they're three or four points. Why? Yeah. Why can they do different things? Um, and then you also don't have to worry as much about like giving someone too many activations or worrying about never having priority. So I absolutely agree that it would be way easier to balance and probably be better for the game as a whole. But this is where I'm going to step out of tactical analysis ominous and switch into what I visually want to see on the table. And this used to be a thing in hero clicks. And I've seen in other games where you put a bunch of bunch of dudes all on the same base. And I got to be totally honest. I don't like it. I just visually find it obnoxious to see and I prefer we have this base. This has one character on it. That's that's my preference visually. And I'm not sure I have any good way of justifying this, but it's it's just how I prefer visually to see the game. And maybe it's because I'm painting all of it. I like how it all looks. I'm just not sure I want it visually. But I agree it would be way easier to balance and way easier for it to be um, designed in an optimal way. I feel differently. I really liked the hero clicks that had a bunch of guys on it. I thought those were really fun. There were occasionally times, you know, in the hero clicks where it would have like Batman and Robin on the same mm-hmm. like multi base sort of thing. But mm, I don't know. In general, in general, I think I'm not a fan. But okay. I don't atomic mass games has managed to make me care about some things that I didn't think that I would care about. So maybe they are going to have a way that's going to blow all of us away. I'm very impressed as it is. They're Mm -hmm. already there already their ability. Just like thinking about the, the leadership abilities. We're only five leaderships in and you get the, the, (laughs) the guardians of the galaxy leadership. That seems like the sort of thing that most game companies don't come up with for years. Mm hmm. So who knows? They may be able to blow us out of the water when they finally do integrate something that fits this particular design structure. Or maybe we've covered all of their ideas and they're like, well, now it's going to sound like we were copying Greg. So we're just going to have to nix this whole plan. Yep. I'm ruining it for everybody <laughs> because of this podcast episode. They're never going to do it. Yeah. Bagani's literally just erasing the rules for multiple man right now. He's like, all right, that's out. Same reason we don't have scrolls is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough well anyway greg this has been super fun i'm glad you were able to come on and talk goons with me i know they're not yeah. the most fun part of either marvel cinematic universe or marvel comic book universe or marvel crisis protocol but this has been a super fun topic where we get to troll a bunch of people yeah no i think it's a really fun one i think a lot of people have bad ideas about it but <laughs> there's definitely a way to like make it fit and make sense I think there are there there are definitely good ways to integrate it. There are obviously very bad ways to integrate it. But I'm going to be totally honest. I think at the end of the day, if we never have goons, I think I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. If they're going to stop and work on a new model, I would rather have a new Iron Man or even a new Captain America or another Red Skull before I really care about goons. There's so many characters that they could bring in, so many new versions. I would love a Iron Man that leads the Avengers. An Iron Man with or Ronan after Hawkeye comes out. 
Exactly. Jay would be ecstatic. He would, I would love make, it so much. I would make sure to order. The, I might specifically have to order every Hawkeye release from Discount Games just so there's a little part of him that's excited for Hawkeye releases. Oh, man, Greg, what if we have a new agenda where we say, all right, buy almost everything from your local store. But if, if there's a Hawkeye related release. Get it from Discount Games. So in his heart, he starts getting excited when Hawkeye releases come out because he knows it means more sales. Oh, this is the kind of trolling that I love. I love it. I do love it. We'll get him yet. Yes, we will. I will also say, I don't know if Jay has watched Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but that cartoon I feel like they nailed Hawkeye. And that's one where I love watching Hawkeye. I feel like that's the Hawkeye and Wasp show. And the other characters just happen to be there. Okay. I haven't seen that. It is on Disney Plus. Um, but it they eventually moved it into Avengers Assemble. And the Avengers Assemble, a cartoon, was okay. But there's, I think, two seasons of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So if you specifically search for that on Disney Plus, it's mm-hmm. great and it is my favorite thing to watch while painting Marvel Crisis Protocol figures. Oh, perfect. Right, because you get a lot of comic booky style characters and it has a similar feel where it's a blend of some MCU looks with some comic book looks. Mm-hmm. And and so it kind of just is its own setting almost. And I think it was because I, I was painting Modoc really early on. So I didn't want to watch an MCU thing. I wanted to watch something where I also got to see Modoc. Yeah, that sounds perfect. I'm yeah. I'm gonna start watching that today. Awesome. We we brought a little bit to each of us. I have an Avengers comic I need to read, so yeah. all right. Well, again, Greg, thank you so much for coming on. I hope this was as much fun for you as it was for me. It was. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Well, listeners. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Omnis Protocol. I'm continuing to release bonus episodes, hopefully fun bonus episodes for you on Patreon. But even if you're not listening on Patreon, I strongly recommend going and listening to Greg's show with his co-host, Jay Larson. You might have heard of him. I don't know. But check out Recalibration Matrix. They're basically the love of Hawkeye show, right? That'd be a fair way to describe that. Oh, yes, yes. We love Hawkeye so much. Uh, Like exploding arrows. That's basically the sound effect. Every time someone swears, they edit it out, and it's Hawkeye shooting arrows. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think this is going to wrap stuff up, so... You know, sometimes it's not all about the tactics. Sometimes you uh, read a comic book and you're like, man, they made that character way too OP. 